Welcome back, everyone, to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. A podcast all about Moon Knight, because that's just what we love. Our lovely Ray still away, dealing with something a fourth of his size that may or may not be huge. I think so this slightly week, smaller than a fourth. I haven't seen a baby in ages, all right? <laughs> <laughs> all I get ever. I don't know. Um, Sorry, everyone. I already ruined the intro. Rebecca, hi. I'm joined by Rebecca this episode hi. as we discuss all things random no. and the latest issue of Moon <laughs> Knight 197. We've taken over. As well as solicitations, San Diego Comic Con that didn't do anything for Moon Knight, and other lovely stuff. So kick up, relax, and get your conchu on. Boom. Yes. Chaos. We are here, rain. lovely listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Chaos Rays, uh, we both got our cats with us. It's alright, you won't miss Ray at all. That perfect order yeah, that usually and calm that he brings to the podcast, all out the window. We're here to yeah, party this, on. Like, every episode up to this point has been like perfectly streamlined radio intro. And <laughs> yeah, we've done it. So hi Rebecca, how are you doing on this fine fine week? I'm doing really well. Uh, I have a new kitten. And that's occupying a lot of my time. Uh, we just got rain in the UK, which uh, after our heat wave is making me in a very good mood. We finally have some cool air. So good. And but how about you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm good. Um, uh, uh, Ray has a new baby in his life. Rebecca's got a cat. I bought a pretty decently sized Poliwhirl nice. uh, plush toy. Mm, so I have to care for him. You know, that's, that's important. Effort. Have you named him? Mm. I mean, I know he's probably oh. just called Polyworld, but you know. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm, think- I'm thinking about it. It's tough. I guess I'm just... I'm trying very hard not to make confines. world comments, because the challenge is not <laughs> to mention certain things. Hi, guys. This week, Transformers <laughs> Lost Light 21 came out, and it is, as well as the new Moon Knight issue, so it's a pretty good week. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was a pretty good week. It was... But, um, it was a pretty good week. We're, we're not going to talk about Lost Light. We're just going to reference it between ourselves. Um, I'm going to link a series of tweets and a review that sums up our points very nicely. Okay, that sounds like a good plan. Uh, so, Moon Knight news. Did anything come from San Diego Comic Con? Well, I mean, I thought this year was kind of going to be the year of the Moon Knight. Like... I really thought more things were going to go down, but I guess we kind of settled with a great piece of news that may or may not tie in. Yeah. Considering his role in the original. But yes, Marvel Knights is coming back. It was like a 2000s imprint led by, was it Joe Quesada when he just took over the company after Marvel Returned from the Dead? Yeah. Pretty big era for street level. Fantastic era for street level. Um, And it was started back in the day with a book called Marvel Knights. Uh, yeah, Daredevil it was 1998 because it's the 20th anniversary they're commemorating. Oh, Just yes. before anyone um, writes in to correct Connor. 1998. Well, that is, that is when... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's cool. It's cool. It went, it went... Where did it go to about... No, some of the books went to 2003. Oh, I yeah, for the sure. The title left in about two years. Yeah. But the point is, it was fantastic and that team book was fantastic and... Uh, Moon Knight did appear in that um, yeah. team book for a bit. He was actually pretty great in it too. But the news itself is that Donny Cates uh, is leading 
the uh, revival along with great creators um, Matthew Rosenberg, uh, Vidayala, and Tini Howard, uh, which is just four great creators, four of the best new talents mm-hmm. the last few years, I'll say. Um, and it with art by Mark Diodata Jr., I believe, on MK20 issue run. Well, the update that you just sent me said he's only... No, wait, one shot. Yeah, slash he's, one. A, he's only know. done a promo image. But I'm sure they're going to get yeah, good like... artists on there. Anyway, we don't really know what it's going to be. They said it's not a line relaunch, but it's a project to commemorate oh, the 20th anniversary. Um, but Cates is referred to as show running it. So it's definitely, it's definitely going to be something substantial-ish. I mean, you've got four writers and Cates. Three writers and Kate's. Duh. Uh, and uh, so we'll see. Uh, it's not going to debut till November, so we should hear more about it in the coming month in the run-up to the next yeah, presentations. But... but I think it's exciting. Yeah, I mean, the, the promo image, I guess we should talk about, has got uh, mm. Black Panther, Punisher, Daredevil, and Karnak on. She's all kinds of interesting, since we're in the middle of Death of the Inhumans. Right? <laughs> um and uh black panthers in space yeah black yeah, panthers in space black and is a mayor punishes the uh, actually he's, he's just got out of the war machine yeah just got out of the war machine and daredevil's back on the streets as well so that those two are free karnak and black panther but you know it doesn't really matter we all know by now that yeah. there's not they can use them in different ways. Thanks. So I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I'm really interested to have uh, with the team they've got. I love the writers that I know in the group. And I've only heard good things about the ones I don't haven't read anything of. So very excited. And also Donny Cates has now signed another four years with Marvel. Four years. Crazy. Yeah. But I mean, he does everything new. Like every time he writes a book. So it'll be like... Probably four good years. Yeah, and I mean, he's said that he's carved out clauses for his creator-owned stuff. So if you follow Baby Teeth and and stuff like that, they're still going to carry on. Don't worry about that. But yeah, I mean, you know, look, he came to Marvel. He came out guns blazing. He's had some great successes already with Thanos and Cosmic Ghost Rider. So, and and Doctor Strange, whatever people thought of Damnation or not, his actual Doctor Strange run was great. Oh. And um, I mean, I, I quite like Damnation. Don't think it was as outstanding as the other stuff he's written. And um, but yeah, like, why wouldn't you sign him on? He's like one of the one of the new sort of hot shots of comics. And I think Marvel's done well to actually get him to sign for another four years. Oh yeah, for sure. And plus, there's stuff like him saying his uh, show, like running this bit, just also sort of talks about what he's doing with other creators and that you know he possibly won't even be that burnout after four years if he right. do a bunch of different roles in the company and all that good stuff. I mean... Yeah, so that's uh, great news. What else? So that yeah. was really all that came out of San Diego. There was no no newsy mention, no films or... But then Marvel film didn't really have a... Yeah, it wasn't there, wasn't at, there all. at all. Because they're clearly not going to reveal their hands till after Avengers 4, whatever it's called. And uh, Marvel TV is still... I guess in a little bit of uh, status because we don't really know what's happening past Iron Fist, well, past these next seasons and the Marvel streaming service. So we'll see. Yeah, Cloak and Dagger got We've a second. Lost, like, a lot of shows. Cloak and Dagger got a second series, oh. and they've Yay. said that the tie-ins it has to Luke Cage aren't by mistake. So that's an interesting comment. Um, Gifted got a second season, but I think we already knew that. Uh, Legion got a third season. 
Awesome. So, um, and I think they released the dates for Agents of Shields fairly recently when they start they start shooting again very soon. So um, that covers that. And then we had just straight after San Diego, we got the uh, October solicits for Marvel. Um, and they include a few interesting things from Moon Knight. First of all, the Arachnite stuff. Um, yeah. Which is Mark Bemis writing Ale Gaza art. I don't know any of his art. Ale Gaza does a lot of those pinups of like sexy Grimm's ter- fairy tales characters. Interesting. Um, <laughs> I know. I haven't seen his interiors, but I just searched the name and it's just a lot of pinups of people like. Allison I have from zero problems with sexy t-shirts. Moon Knight. Bring it on. No, same. But we actually and get one really... this week, so that'll be fun. Yeah. And I mean, it's so interesting, because you got a Humberto Ramos cover, who was so, like, stylized, yeah. and this is such a different... So I think the art will be really interesting. So it's a two-issue run, as we knew. Uh, the solicitor is just... Chosen, chosen as the avatar of the spider totem, Peter Parker is the dark guardian of destiny doing the bidding of the great weaver of fate, a role that has shattered his mind into multiple personas, a tech genius, a photographer, a teacher. So it's leaning much more on Peter than on Mark Spector. Mm. It's basically giving Peter Parker the Moon Knight treatment of serving a god and uh, having a split persona. So that's cool, but at least that... I mean, like, so go into it with your expectations, heavily managed... On how much yeah. Moon Knight stuff you're going to get. Alright. I mean so we'll see. The next solicit might have more. But yeah. all of the Infinity Warps. Do seem to lean heavier on one side than the other. So like the Iron Man one. Is very much. Based on Thor. But if Thor was a tech Yeah genius, it's almost like. Character plus like stylistic. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, like, don't just, you know, like, I I know how people felt about Moon Knight's portrayal in in Damnation. So, again, don't go into this one expecting it to be Mark Spector merged with Peter Parker. It doesn't sound like that's quite what the warp's about. Um, And as someone mentioned, I think Tommy mentioned on the Facebook page, could have been someone else, so I'm sorry. Um, the warps are first gonna appear in Infinity Wars three, which will be in hmm. September. We got the prime issue of that this week, yeah. which I haven't read. Um, there's also it's an Avengers probably... Halloween special coming out in October, with a bunch of uh, mm-hmm. creators. Now, I'm not saying that Moon Knight will appear in it. He probably won't, but Supernatural Halloween maybe. Um, the only ones we know are going to appear in it, I think, are Iron Man, Captain America. And now they've said X-Men and Doctor Doom. So, But it's going to oh, be cool. an anthology series, so who knows. Um, the, only, the, only, um, the only bit of solicit I've seen, which isn't actually in the solicits, is funny. It's like Tony and Steve go off to find some tech that Howard had hidden. Romance. Yeah, romance. Um, yeah, well, you know, my, <laughs> you know my feelings on this. <laughs> they, go off, they go on their honeymoon. And they go to look for it's a piece of technology that Howard had hidden. And then, more importantly, for October, Moon Knight 200. Hooray! Bam! Big 200. We knew we'd been Becky counting Clem. for it. We knew we'd been coming, so here we go. We have Max Bemis, 
Paul Davidson doing the main art, but others. They do this quite often for anniversary issues, so we can expect lots of uh, guests to come mm-hmm. in. Yeah, it'll be like probably like pages each, yeah. stuff like that. The, cover, the main cover is cool. Becky Cloonan, Kevin Nolan's oh, doing a variant, wonderful. Philip Tan's doing a variant, and Bill Sinkevich is doing a variant. Hooray! Hooray. That Becky Cloonan cover. The, yeah, the like, Becky Cloonan one's amazing. Uh, the solicitor is pretty bone, uh, pretty bare bones, which is good because he wants to know. Mark Spector comes face to face with the demons. Old enemies return. It's a celebration of 200 issues of the multifaceted Moon Knight with an oversized anniversary issue. You'd be crazy to miss. So lots of puns on crazy there, which they should probably hold back on. Um, it's 40 pages, and it's going to be so it's going to be slightly more expensive, 4.99, but worth it because. You know, 40 pages and 200. So, But think about the increased price when you decide you want all the variants, is all I'm saying. (laughs) Don't talk to these guys like that, Rebecca. They've already bought them all. Not all of them. Like, some people like me. All of them. Just get the and just get the one we we like best. <laughs> yeah, just get <laughs> and the that's main it's cover not put because... to the side. I clearly read far too many comics to do this with all the ones I love, but um, it's gonna be hopefully it's gonna be really special. And um, I think we got our first hint this issue that of what's coming. So I, yes. yeah, I think I, mean, uh, I think we can pretty much guarantee it's going to be pretty special. It. I mean, I'll talk about this in the issue more, but it's kind of crazy. I, I was expecting these one-shots to be so connected, so it's nice to feel there is a bigger game plan coming. Mm-hmm. Cool stuff like that. Yes. So I think that's all the news. Yeah, well, I mean, Max Bemis is doing another issue, just as a small one. Um, he's doing a, it's a typhoid fever Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, the... Uh... Is he doing that book? It's I read that he was writing that. Oh, wait a second. There was a note at the bottom. They've changed it. Max Bemis was originally listed as the writer of Typhoid Fever Spider-Man 1, but Marvel has since changed it to Clay McLeod Chapman. We disapprove. Yep, disagree. I don't know who that other bloke is. But they may have also made a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Before we start any conspiracy theories about, like... Bemis taken off a title. Bemis gets all the crazies to write. Um, uh, Yeah, no. Let's just assume they made a mistake. But yeah, and if not, then maybe he's too busy with Moon Knight and other cool stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a pretty fulfilling month anyway. I think so. I mean, that's more than we've had for a, a while. And... This week, by the way, Moon Knight made a couple of very brief mentions in comics. So Matthew Rosen, yeah, he was in he was in a, a panel of multiple man in a list of heroes that had been killed in this future that Jamie went into. And in uh, what was the other one I said? Marvel two in one, where they're also on an oh, alternate. Yeah. They're on an alternate universe. I should point out before anyone gets. Um, there's like a where they're sort of doing a kind of battle world for the heroes uh doing like planet hulk things i mean you know like and uh the radio announcer says the next match is going to be tigra and moon knight and then later on you see a guy in a diner saying well i wouldn't bet on someone called moon knight (laughs) so (laughs) it's cute because it's nice to see what is really quite a small character in the big 
sort of galaxy of Marvel characters getting these nice little nods from other writers. Um, yeah, I, I was, I always love this, and I think a lot of the creators at Marvel love doing this. They do seem to, yeah. And it's just nice because it's like um, he is very loved, um, and it's nice to see that comes from like just they just sort of like slot him in as one of the, and he's very noticeable. I think like when he was on that that wall panel of all the ones who've been killed, he has a very distinctive outfit, which I think helps with that. Yeah, well, I mean, who doesn't love sheets with holes in the face? They're very, very That's... easy for Halloween. They're very good fancy dress party. Do uh, not knock the power of the sheet for fancy dress. Besides, there we go. it is Halloween like the confirmed. most clinging white outfit ever that I don't think we can really call a sheet. <laughs> and like, for all those people on our Facebook page who post amazing cosplay, we see you and they're amazing and it's much more than just a oh, sheet. Oh, yeah. But the cape's a sheet, for sure. Changes length. Yeah, well, I mean, that tuxedo is also just like a bunch of sheets knit together. That's canon. Okay. Sorry to put you following my That's kind of canon. It's a new level of canon that is usually only described for Transformers, but now we've brought it into the Moon Knight <laughs> universe. None of the writers seem to like to pay attention to it. It's a bit hurtful, but... Yeah, but you know, you know what they're like with canon. Throw it out the window. Right, I've got a sleeping cat now, so that's achieved. Uh, same, actually. He's between an uh, unmade bed and a full bag, so he's never leaving. I've got him between so. arms and keyboard, as always. Oh, rocking him. Yeah. He's doing his thing. So, let's get into Moon Knight 197. Yes. A... We'll have a quick ad. Yes. And then we'll go over the moon. Hey there everyone, I'd like to tell you about the YouTube channel I Am Your Target Demographic. If you're a fan of comics, we have plenty that you'll enjoy over there, including a series called Heroes Like Us that explores comic characters of all sorts of different identities. And we even have a series that defines words that are used in nerd culture that you may not know what they mean. So you can check us out by heading to YouTube and searching I Am Your Target Demographic or look up IAYTD on any social media outlet. The moon will not tolerate your interference. Alright, hi. We're back. Yeah. Again. We're back and we are looking at the cover of Moon Knight 197. A very great cover for Moon Knight 197. Yeah, it's super great. Written by Max Benus, penciler Jason Burrows, back with Inca, Romero, Ortego, colorist Matt Miller, letterer VCs Corey Petit, Whatever. This. Cover artist Becky Clunden, design Nick Russell, editor Jake Thomas, associate editor Mark Baso, and a bunch of other names that probably didn't have that much to do with this issue. Or may have, but we we don't care. May have, I don't we know. CB Sobolski seems to like Max Bemis a bit, so he does. Seems to be yeah. a fan of his content. Yeah. So Moon Knight one ninety seven. Um, as we do a bit now, we kind of just. Do a quick summary and then just dive deep into our thoughts on this. So, Rebecca, do you want to give us oh. a quick one, two sentence summary? Yes, there is a meeting of a new dodgy society that isn't new and has obviously been around for a long time, um, which is 
a society of sadists and um, there are four people who've come to be inducted. Everyone else is in like the big like sort of gowns and they each give their little origin story about why they deserve to be in a sadist society. And then boom, our man appears and decides he wants to join too. That is the basis. Awesome. This seems to be a part one of two or part one of more. Yeah, I'm who going knows? part one part one of three, given that we have two hundred round the corner. But who mm. knows? It's not stated. Yeah. So I mean, where do we start on this one? We got a lot of pretty interesting topics to cover with this one. Yeah. Um Yeah. Uh what was your I don't I mean Obviously, there are similarities with the collective here, with how the story's told. Yeah. Um, so I think that was the first thing that jumped out at me, is that, Same. like, it's it's another, we introduce these people, then we're going to find out more of them. And that's fine. And I actually, it worked really well. It worked well for the collective. Um, it was just weird seeing it come straight after that arc to me. Yeah, I think if I didn't know they were so connected now, actually, I would probably be a bit, like, yeah. I don't know, a bit more worried about it. Yeah, um, but I'm not, and I, you yeah. know, like, uh, I enjoyed it, so, but it was a, it, it's a noticeable, like, we, we may as well acknowledge it. Yeah, and I think, I think that's possibly um, on Bemis intentionally. I think there's a lot of talk about Moon Knight, like, he has his villains, but never kind of quite like a such a big core of villains yeah. or something like that so it seems Bemis really wants to include people here and I think the collective was kind of done as well outside of um Maurice yeah so I hope like these guys seem to be probably a bit more um possible at returning as a whole so I think that's that's pretty cool yeah it's uh it's um, also sort of struck me very court of owls yes actually uh if I was gonna I'm not making a Batman connection no, I'm not. I'm just but, making another secret society and comics connection, honestly. But we, who doesn't I like, like secret, secret societies? societies? Exactly. Like conspiracy theories, secret societies. If you're going to have a perfect one for Moon Knight to come and kick butt in, it's going to be a sadist one. Not being funny. You know, it's perfect for him. So everything else is kind of, you know. And, and like I said, I really enjoyed the storytelling. But it, I just say just it is a very similar... Uh, sort of way to do it yeah but yeah but possibly even more expanded here like yeah and the characters so didn't seem as of... comedic obviously yeah less caricatures more like right like i feel like all of these could develop people. into characters i would follow which is probably one of my biggest take takeaways actually I'm, like i mean the collective was fun and it's like kind of a fun thing to maybe see return but this is the one i actually feel like oh i really want yeah. to see this play out i really want to see the interesting development that would come between like a society of status and moon knight in the long run yeah like, it felt like um and or something it felt like turning up to moon knight and say right now we're ready like now we're ready to start with this epic moon knight story we're gonna tell you know like we've established all yeah. the ground rules we've given him some new villains to like play out on we've got a bit of distance from the lemire smallwood run uh mm. Now let's. We've had some fun. Now let's get serious. But with fun. Yeah, and I think. But you know what I mean. It's just like yeah, you know. It just seemed that like um, that this would almost be another good starting point for people. 
Yeah, and I, I, it, that's funny too because I actually thought these one shots were more of an ending than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that's why I'm sort of so shocked to talk about with this continuing thing because when I first read the solicitations, even that first issue, the first thing was I thought, oh, okay, Moon Knight's got six more right, issues. Right, they're just going to get into two hundred. Yeah, yeah. Because that's always but been it, a worry, really f- you know. Yeah, but I mean, hopefully he's here for the long run because this really sets up something cooler. I mean. The Court of Owls was, I think, I'm not a big Scott Snyder fan, but that was like the start. It was of a standout moment. Made me. It was a standout. Yeah, and made me really keen to come back. And I didn't feel he did quite enough with that. So I hope this here yeah. gets extrapolated more. But it's just a lot of fun. So I mean, so we got four distinct characters which get their origin told, and Moon Knight shows up at the end. But those characters were all pretty cool and interesting. First, you had, you had old mate photographer. Yeah, the snuff who, like, photographer. Yeah, the uh, Nightcrawler guy seems to commit as many murders yeah. as he wanted to get the stuff And we're talking he... Nightcrawler the film with Jake Gyllenhaal, not Nightcrawler the very cute, bumpy guy. Film. Oh, yeah. Just, you know. Yeah, Since true. we're in the uh, Marvel sorry. world, just... we should probably... <laughs> I, I think pretty much <laughs> everyone understood what you meant. Uh, yeah, and if you haven't seen that movie, it's got my boy, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I love oh, him. so good. But um, the arts also stand out. Can I just point oh. out again? And the colouring's amazing for all of these. Like the colours change, the panelling changes. There's some really nice touches that bring us in. So for the photographer, we start off with some very um, delineated panels. We've got like six panel grid, um, you know, kind of rectangular photography things as he tells his story. And then it kind of like gets slightly more loose and mad as he starts talking about how he started getting towards snuff stuff. And then we go to snuff photography. And uh, thankfully, don't go into too much detail about it, but it's pretty gross. Um, it's something I write about for work fairly regularly. Cool. Um, wow. So, um, but it's interesting because like, even the details in some of the bits at the end where they've got photos on the wall, you can kind of see like how um, how it's all being brought out into it. How uh, Jason mm. Burroughs is like really going for it with, you know, back again giving us the detail down to like even people's lipstick choices, the magazine covers. I just really liked it. Some and some really popping colours from uh, Miller. And then yeah, yeah I mean it's this just beautiful. What a like uh, uh, Burroughs talked about with us, like he's possibly not returning to Moon Knight for a bit while he's got this other project. But I think like what. Uh, what a run who is you are to go out yeah. of like um, I mean you're so right about it changing I think they got I think it was a good choice getting Miller over Lopez like Lopez showed us so what he could do here but I think Miller here is so malleable yeah. with everything he wants to do and so good at like almost these kind of like not neon but I don't know they, they do like, if you look at the last panel of the uh, the photographer one in turquoise and orange which if anyone isn't aware is the colours that most make skin colours pop, uh, which is why you see a lot of films with a lot of teal and orange, teal and angelic. Oh. But it looks like it looks just like a piece of art and very Michael Cho colouring in that kind of very oh, yeah. in your face. Just that panel. Um, but the others, like, but it's, it's amazing because, like, some of the panels are very demure and dark and then others are really pop and uh, I love the ombre on the um, curtains in the big banquet room they're not just one colour oh, yeah. it's just, oh I love it 
love it. Sumptuous. Like a and feast. Then as we... <laughs> and then as we go to the story of, like, this... Mafia. Mafia. Madame. Crime lord. Madame. Ooh. My apologies. Don't kill me. This no, she is a crime lord. Don't Madame. worry. You did good. Her name's Lila, by the way. Oh. Um, Lila. Yeah, and then, like, Burroughs just does all these cool, like, overflowing panels for, yeah, like, a rushing story. For the backstory. Back like... Very muted colours there for the backstory. And then we sort of, you know, once she gets more into the present... The colours start to brighten and the panels start to become, as she starts taking out the other sort of crime. Oh, that's so good. They get like really rigid panels again. And it's just, you know. One by one. And it just tells the story really well. It's just, I don't know. It's amazing. And then we get back to Sumptuous Feast. Well, right. So we'll talk about the panels just after her story above the feast. You see them all raising a glass to her. But above that, they're sort of carving meat. Both me and Connor will admit we were dubious about what they were eating, but it is clear that on the plate they are poussin. So they are baby little mini chickens. Yeah, so. just but go back to possibly When like you just look at a knife panel... with a bit of meat, and I'm like, oh, a sadist society, I think they maybe skipped a chance to really gross us out there. Just saying. Well, I think the end of the second page, yeah. possibly third, it's eating something that totally could be human, or in my case, a yam. Yeah. Like, what is that? I don't know why you thought it was a yam, bless you. I don't know what a yam looks like. It looks like, more like a bread like roll. <laughs> you do know what a yam looks like. A yam is a sweet potato for anyone. Oh, I thought they were entirely separate. I believe they're pretty vegetables. much the same. They look pretty identical, right? Uh, oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Whereas I was just like, because I watched Hannibal so much, despite telling everyone I hate horror... Um, the minute it's like Society of Sadists, we're having a meal, and I'm like, uh oh, like. <laughs> yeah, well, after my yam incident, the yam incident of 2018, I can't see the white there. Like, there's kind of like a yeah, it's bit a bone, of different shape. Yeah. Like, that's a bone. Yeah. That's a piece of human. And I don't trust Mister Blondstache, who was ended up being Ernst anyway. So I was, yeah, I was pretty set on human, and then it was chicken. Yeah. So then they show chicken. they do show chicken. I didn't notice that because my head obviously decided well, it was more I mean, maybe... better to be gross. But you know, yeah, I mean, come on, Beams. Yeah, what are you? Come on, where's the where's where's the, where's the... Marvel? Yes, yeah, come on. Um, so then we get the the shortest of the uh, stories from Sol. It's literally just five panels, <laughs> and it basically <laughs> summed up with he's the only living man who's been both a serial killer and a mass murderer. So. Which is like the best, smallest, and worst bit of like great dark humor here. I think that worked really yeah, well. It was just so like a punchy, well. small joke and very static colors, very static story, very matter of fact. And you can and the way you can tell he's he fits being with the Seder Society is not because he's describing his crimes in great detail, because obviously he could tell you about his serial killing, and you can imagine it would be gross. But it's the fact he can say it as a matter of fact thing. Like, so yeah, he's just like, oh, just, I did this. Like, yes. yeah. It's like, that's my achievement. I've been both. And then that great two-panel bit of, like, because it is so stationary, it works so well with, like, the shock and then the clapping. Yeah. They just kind of look at him like, is that it? And then clap. But, like... Uh, oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're done. You're not going to tell us all the details. So, you know, he's a bit more reticent about going into the details. And then we go into Tilt. Is it Tilt? Yes. Uh, the yeah. piercer tattooist. He's just with the very green Mohican and very green coloring. <laughs> yeah. 
And his story is pretty brief as well, actually. He starts tattooing, decides he wants to be a piercer, shows you some of the more normal piercing he's done, and by normal, they will not be normal for a lot of people, but pretty normal. Um, although I saw somebody with the back of their neck pierced the other day. That was kind of cool. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, sort of... but it, well, it was it was it was one where you just saw the top of the stud, and I I just I was very fascinated about Ooh. where I, I I have no problem. My friend has got like a crazy number of piercings, so like piercings don't bother me particularly. Um, they're just I think they're like I really like the sort of like studded ones they show off. There. Yeah, That's... yeah, most of them are really like... cool. Um, so then, but then he decides that what he then then he becomes a media personality, as funnily enough, a lot of tattooists are becoming right now and uh, he becomes very rich he has his own little thing and then he did, then you suddenly get this and then i decided all i really want to do is pierce someone to death like to most of us your head your face your head already goes that is gross right yep yeah, it's gross uh and again with the coloring the pers- people he's like doing it to are totally blacked out so you just see the piercings which helps a lot in terms because they could have made it bloody. That's a choice to mm. keep it quite um, uh, not monotone. It was like three tone. It's like blue, black, white. Um, mm, uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, and it's really and it shows off the piercings. You can tell exactly where they are. You know, you can tell what's going on. And then he comes back to him and he's like, "Yeah, I was already mad. You know, I, I grew up in pretty horrible circumstances. I had money." Uh, um, he kind of tries to make a little bit of excuse for it, but then he now I get even. He gets even with who knows what. He just wants to kill people with piercing. That's fine. It's just yeah. it's like and it's just brutal. Yeah. It's like fantastically brutal. Yeah. And if it proved anything, I want Burroughs on a punk book because just stare at every panel yeah. and look at all those different hairstyles. Yeah, he's got it. Awesome. And then they applaud. Nailed it. And we can note here that they're yeah. all white. Uh, yeah. Uh, which is actually probably like fits for a society of satyrs kind of ancient societies tend to be fairly, you know, mono. Uh... Yeah, I mean, these guys are talking about being ultimately, possibly they get rejected, like maybe. Well, you know, I think we'll. Let's just go up. We select it now. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Subtext much. that isn't there. Yeah, we'll just add text. It's Connor Cannon. <laughs> it's a thing now uh, but anyway one of the people who've been serving the wine in the big robe sits down starts kind of oh hey you're so dark you're great like it's not dark you know like um, Lila starts uh, going treating him like a scummy servant um, yeah. he gets to make a few little quips about wine pairing well with psychopathology which is great love it um, and then says, I'm here for the induction ceremony. I'd like to throw my hat in the ring. He blackens out, puts the hood down, turn round, we get sexy moon night. And I mean, really sexy moon night here. Um, I thank you for acknowledging that first. Yeah. That is a fantastic Thank you, Jason Burroughs. Look at that. Look at that. That is a poster moon night for you. Um, I'm moon night and I'm a sadist. <laughs> Doing his, he's just like, no, no, I'm not fucking with you. I'm serious. Doing his really little am. alcoholic anonymous affirmation there. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure to with you. I really am. As he grabs the chicken, because <laughs> you know it's been a hard time. He's been up there serving these people. 
um, starts to eat and he's like, yeah, this bread's good, blah, blah, and talks about like, you know, I, I have this uh, dissociative identity disorder, but I decided to use it, you know, but I, I kill, I go after bad guys, but I really enjoy it. Like, you know, so, which is a nice acknowledgement. It's something we've always known about him for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's a, and then he comes out with, I'm going to hurt every one of you, hurt you badly. And yeah, I'm going to really, really enjoy it. And there's, you know, there's a bit of quipping, getting his hood back yeah. on, ready. To, he's had a couple of bites of chicken. He's ready to fight now. Uh, and then the last panel you get with him is the hood up, asking if he made the cut. And the other servers try and shoot him. Lila goes for him with the gun. He either... Well, he, he bashes the servers so they stop and Crescent darts her so she stops slicing her, by slicing her hands. Yeah, the gun. great, great action, great yep. movement. Nice little action page. I love that armour. Quiet talking. And it, just back to being brutal with the great slice up, up the hand. Yeah, I like that like it's that's... Lila that pulls the gun. It makes sense for... What they've all discussed. Nice to see a woman kick butt. Uh, yeah, Tilt's just there getting the the, the, the tattoo the yeah. tattoo guns ready and the piercings. But you know, what I mean, it's day, like for all the others, like stop. even the series, ser- like none of them suit. Like she is the one who'd have a gun on, yeah. like, ready to use. I mean, you see the next panel. Well, when you go back to the when you go back to them again, they do have others have guns. Um, but it mm. gets stopped by someone who's saying it's not to be harmed. Blah blah. Uh, I knew this day would come. We know all about you. Uh, you've made it just in time for our ritual. You've earned a personal invitation, courtesy of your Uncle Ernst. So here in that panel, in the final panel, Tilt's got a knife on him and Sol's got a gun. So there are other weapons there. It's just she was the fastest to it, which makes sense because she's... Which would make sense. Goddamn crime. I mean, look, if I had Sexy Moonlight in front of me, I'd want to hug him too. Just (laughs) say. Um, actually, what I really like too, just a bit before that, is the um, the acknowledgement that um, Mark knew this was happening too. Yeah. Like I knew, I know, I knew you'd know. Yeah. That's like just a great exactly. Small bit it's of not character. there's not a shock for Mark. Like, and he also like, says, he's shocked from the hug, but it's yeah. And he says, "Why do you think I'm here?" And like, so we know both sides, both Ernst and Mark know what's going on, even if the others don't. Um, and yeah, so we are back to Uncle Ernst and, uh, the character introduced in 194 that, uh, I tried very hard not to talk about. So here we go. We're going to talk about Uncle Ernst. Uncle Ernst. Yes. Hopefully, uh, yeah, actually kind of makes me feel for the next issue. Like if Ernst goes back into why he was a sadist, I'm not sure I kind of want that. I don't know if we're going to get that. I think we've had that. I think one nine four. That's true. I actually. think one nine four. And 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 honestly, this is why I'm kind of happy to be talking about it now, because I think I've had a little bit of distance from it. Um, and give everyone else context. You know, I'm Jewish. Uh, I live in Europe. My family were pretty, not direct family in the Holocaust, but like there's a reason we're living in England, and that's because we came from mainland Europe. Uh, and yes, family members, and uh, and and this was why I was I found it very hard to talk about at the time, and I talked about it a little bit with Connor, uh, mainly after the preview pages. I think when when you were sort of saying, is it true that like do Jewish people make jokes like that? And I was like, they absolutely do, and that's before we knew what was going to come of it. So um, yeah, and like trying very hard not to tell him the 
tell Connor the jokes that I'd that we'd made growing up about <laughs> that they're just they're not funny to other people. They're funny to us. They're all about like um, there was a very big one when I was growing up, and I'd tell you it, but it won't be funny to you. But the whole punchline revolves around the fact that almost every Jew in England has had their surname changed to stop sounding mm-hmm. as Jewish. Like my my original family surname wasn't Hart; it was Gluckstein. Yeah, okay. you know, like because when they came over from Germany, they didn't want to be targets anymore, um, or came over from wherever, or you know, like they um, and my grandfather's family who came over in the pogroms from Russia and, and Poland, um, they changed their name as well. They were like Levi and changed it to Lee. So you'll find a lot of uh, the traditional Jewish names, surnames in England are very English surnames. So Hart's a very English surname. It's the old form of a stag um, mm-hmm. on, that's on lots of coats of arms and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, so it's just like... Um, I, I honestly, and, and going back to it, look, 194 was a great, great issue, as everyone predicted. I just don't feel like I want to talk about it entirely because it feels like being very much on the spot. I feel like, ooh. It's like when I, I did an English degree and when I came out, uh, there was um, one of the big Hamlet films was in the cinema. Kenneth Branagh's probably. And all anyone wanted to know is what I thought about it. And it's like my opinion isn't, doesn't matter as much as anyone's like if you enjoyed it you enjoyed it i mean it was much ado about nothing which i hated by the way but um but yeah everyone's <laughs> like well you did shakespeare what do you think about it it's like yeah i'm jewish and there's a level of visceral horror i have reading 194 that you might not have but that doesn't mean you can't recognize that it's horror or that this is evil or this is something this is not something that would give someone dissociative identity disorder or be horrified that he was still referring to him as Uncle Ernst. And like even that last, so even this last page, and we've had a lot of humour and we've set the scene, but just hearing the Uncle Ernst again is just like, oh, it's a punch. And I'm looking forward to him getting beaten up, (laughs) is all I'm saying. Or not, or escaping and being a big baddie for a long time. It's a good baddie to have. Mm. It acknowledges a lot of... uh, Moon Knight's history. Yeah, and I mean, big old sadist for a big old sadist story. You know? I do wonder what where his hood's got? gone. But maybe it's in his hands. Um, maybe he like, pulled off well, the hood. Because it's not like he pushed back a hood. Ernst, not Moon Knight's. Just saying. Oh, yeah, true. But he, maybe it's like one of the ones in the back and it's a proper hood and he just pulled it off. Let's go back a page. Yeah, they don't really show you his head. They don't show you the face reveal. A lot of people were talking about seeing this reveal coming. Did you? Uh, yeah. Well, not till like the last few pages. No, I kind of did. I think the minute you set it up as oh, uh, Societe de Sadiq um, and the establishment we got of Earth. I don't know if I saw, I saw it coming. I don't know if I saw it coming this issue. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm kind of glad we've got there now because now we go into it. But I, I, yeah, I, I, the minute they they introduced sadism into it, and it's pretty sadistic. So yeah. yeah, but you go into everything so open and fresh and lovely, and I go in going, <laughs> "How are they going to horrify me today? Why are they? <laughs> why are they eating human? <laughs> why are they? I'm, I'm going into so open. Why are they eating yams? <laughs> yeah. 
You go to this nice, know. sweet I... innocence of, look, they're eating yams. What a nice, healthy. <laughs> All part of a balanced diet, guys. Good yeah, job. To be fair, when I looked at it the second time to check it was chicken, I went, there's not really any vegetables there. I've, no, it's like, I've it's never like felt more middle-aged woman in my life than there's not really very many vegetables. I've never seen anyone, like, does this happen often? Do people just serve, like, whole chickens to They're people? Poussin. I don't know. That just feels weird to me. So, Poussin, what is... Poussin, they are tiny little chickens, one-serving chickens. Oh, and, yeah, my yeah. grandma used to make us them, funnily enough. Not very often. But um, yeah, you, it's it's um, it's a nice easy way to portion it because then you don't have to worry about people who yeah. like legs and breasts and whatever. You just give them the whole little thing, and they're quite sweet. Or I mean, you know, smaller version people eat quail and pigeon, and they'd all be like single bird oh, things. Yeah. But well, the cat has just woken up. <laughs> he heard <laughs> the word chicken. My other one's being suspiciously quiet in the corner. He's awake too, but he's just kind of judging me from the corner. He's just looking at me. Well, you know. Like, what did fair, I do he's wrong? Like, Why would it be yam? Don't feel this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I did like warn everyone on the Facebook page that we were going to spend far cat. too long talking about yam versus chicken. <laughs> the human. Yes. Like alien versus predator sequence. Yeah. We always pretty much. And then there'd have been vegetables and I'd have been fine. Um, so, so what do you think of the issue as a whole? As a whole, I was, um, I guess I'll start by the art and colours and say they were just so detailed. That's like 10 out of full Yes, yeah, that's just, I agreed. it was great. I think it was, um, I think it was really good setup. An issue like this always has, it's a particular feeling, a particular stance you have to take upon reading a book like this that you can't compare it to any other, like, flowing story, but I think... This one set up an enemy far greater. It set up a status quo much uh, better. Um, I think I liked a lot what it did with its pages. If this is a, if these are continuing threads, I think this is the perfect way to introduce them. I really like Moon Knight here. There's a lot of interesting discussion happening online about. I feel like this little, this instance of sexy Moon Knight really sort of cleared up what people thought about Moon Knight's dialogue. Yeah. But I, think I really so. enjoyed that. I love this version of Moon Knight. I think Knight. it was I a really nice balance of, uh, of humour and sarcasm and you know like but not over the top. Yeah. Like he isn't just like Spider-Man. Yeah. But or Deadpool. Deadpool. You know like Deadpool. if we're talking about ranges yeah. of humour in quippy. He wasn't really being quippy. He was more just being kind of yeah whatever. You know like He's just being... He has a personality. I like him. Yeah. I, yeah, I love him. And I love that armour. So I think this is a solid... Um, bloody... Um, was it three-quarter moon? I've forgotten our own goddamn rating. I don't know. I know somebody gave it a full moon. So hooray. We should go and have a look yeah. at your post in a second. We will. We'll draw that. But yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, it's uh, three-quarter moon for me. I really enjoyed this issue. I liked a lot with it did. I liked all the small stories within, actually. It was just a very full issue. Yeah. That also managed to be a strong setup issue as well. Uh, yeah, no, I, I fully agree. I, I um, again, I, you know, I agree with the scoring, agree with everything. Uh, the art was absolutely over the top great. Loved it. Loved the colour. Um, and 
the only reason it's not getting a full moon from me is because it's a to be continued. Yeah, uh, totally. And and maybe because I had that initial sort of like, oh, it's like the collective again. Like not, you know, like, oh, it's the same storytelling thing. But it worked. It so quickly switched me off that because the first story I was so into it that I was like, I guess. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> It's not like Tom King doesn't use the nine panel grid at every story. Um, oh, I shouldn't say that. So, but yeah, <laughs> I'll get into trouble. It's in. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Right. So let's have a look at some of the comments. We'll ignore any comments me or Connor made. You can go to the Facebook page to read those. They're fairly bland. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we'll start with uh, Brian, who said he thoroughly enjoyed it. It's great. Uh, Nick said at least these covers have been great. I'm guessing didn't enjoy <laughs> it. <gasps> Might have done, but the covers are great. Uh, then Brian's linked to his review on Comics Now, uh, which either Conrad put in the show notes or you can go to our Facebook yes. page to find. And it's, it's a really good review. A great title. Yeah. Guess who's coming to dinner? And it's it's a good review. I read it. It's a nice, solid review. Um, Dustin said he enjoys the horror thriller bent. This one took the various sadistic people were pretty interesting in their own right. Moon Knight was depicted pretty cool. All right, I kind of assumed he was one of the figures. The ending, though, I can't wait to see what this ritual Uncle Ernst has in, Ernst has in store. I'm sure it's going to be horrifying. I give it four fat old mafia dons out of five. It's <laughs> pretty good scoring. Yes, and then John uh, Josh Johnson follows up with, I know that mis- I knew that mysterious host was that old guy from issue 194. I have to say, as I was getting into this, I rolled my eyes when we saw we were getting for Origin, for each of the bad guys, but as I read them, um, as I read... Each of, them, each of them, I found them all pretty compelling and kind of scary. I hope a couple of them stuck around as antagonists since they all got like four pages to themselves and not all pushed to the side, much like four other members of the collective, indeed. I honestly did not expect Moon Knight to just waltz in and sit down and chat with them while chowing down on some chicken. It sort of reminded me of The Dark Knight where Joker crashes the mob meeting. Looking forward to part two of this story. Also glad to have Burroughs back on art. It's truly amazing. I'd rate this one 3.5 Moon Knight heads on a platter out of five. Another great comment. Yep. Another, Another great story of... thing. We're, we're yeah, not doing well with these human news. discussion. Uh, then there's a little discussion about yams. Um, <laughs> great poem about murdering vegetables. All on our Facebook page. Um, and then Josh points out that it has to be chicken, but, and then puts a little panel picture of, of the actual Poussin. So, um, <laughs> so which, you know, fair enough. He was right, 100%. Uh, then Tommy says, if Bemis or future writers will use the Sadist feature in this issue, then good on Bemis. I worry that all the new introductions are just an excuse to push plot. A little faith that these characters will stack up. The issue may be a classic collector 30 years from now, as it may set up issues 201 to 250, or it may serve as a lazy flop. That's commenting on the fact that uh, new villain origins tend to become classic collector ones um, as well yeah, as everything true. else. So that said, we saw an appearance of Uncle Ernst. Looney's now, I'm a fan of this villain's introduction, and this through line, the trade paperback, better have a better payoff than Isla Ra. Uh, I was hoping Ernst would be the Joker to the Batman. I'm ever optimistic with Moon Knight. Um, I still think awesome. Ernst could be. Yeah. So I think this I is a stab. I think this is stage two. I think we've had his origin, and now we're getting like I, you know, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, 
There's two ways I can see it going, and that's that Moon Knight doesn't have a run that lasts a huge amount longer and it ties up, or that this is the one thread that will be left for other people to pick up with the Uncle Ernst, or that you know, he gets away from whatever this arc is bringing. And we'll know a lot more by 200. But uh, I, think there's pro- I think there's good hope. I mean, I think Moon Knight's getting some good buzz. So yeah, I will stick with like Tommy's I said, I was kind of surprised. I am ever optimistic. Mm. Sorry, I yeah, no, exactly. No, I was just going to reiterate a point that I forgot. So that shows how good it was. But we got a good point from Logan Ryan Simmons, who said, "I've loved some of this run and disliked some of this run, but I always try to come with a neutral mindset." And damn, did Bemis nail this and nail the voice of Moon Knight. Probably my favorite issue in all the Bemis runs so far. All the characters were unique, and MK actually surprised me when he derobed himself. Can't wait till the next one. Full moon. He can derobe himself every time if he looks like that. No, <laughs> every I just, issue. I just wanted to make that. a terrible comment. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry, Moon Knight fans. I don't mean it. Um, now I've got to decide on this uh, episode's title. <laughs> We've got a lot of good stuff. Um, but uh, no, I totally agree. I, I honestly, I was reading this one and it really did feel like everything Bemis has been doing coming together. It just felt like everything else was like playing in the character set and getting that voice nailed down and deciding. And then this one was just like, bam, here we go. Um, And, you know, obviously, as people know, I already, I love a lot of it. So Rick Mm. mentioned that it may need a bit more Dark Hawk in it, but he also called it a fantastic issue. And Rick's just a massive Dark Hawk fan. So, and Dark Hawk is being truly great at the moment. So check it out. Mm. Because, you know, we, we will rep for him. Uh, and then Bobby. Great issue. Kind of figured Ernst would be back. Didn't expect it would be this soon. So his reveal still caught me by surprise. Even though in retrospect, the very nature of the Society of Sadists was a pretty big hint he would be involved. Just hope he doesn't pull a Blofeld and try and take credit for all the other villains and everything bad that's ever happened in Mark's life. So that's a reference to the most recent Bond film. <laughs> Um, also they have finally pinpointed the issue that I have with how Bemis writes Mark's dialogue it reminds me too much of Spider-Man it's not the humour I disagree with Uh, Mooney's generally written to have a dry wit to him it's the amount of words he takes to get there feels out of character for a guy who's generally presented to be quite laconic Um, I don't think it was I I don't know I don't think he ever goes full Spider-Man I think there's. Yeah, and I, I think f- maybe in Damnation. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, but not not under Bemis. I think there's been moments where we've got closer to it, but um, again, I think there's still you know like I think he's got the voice down pretty well. Yeah, I I, I agree with like there have been plenty of runs that have shown him as a laconic. Is that how yes. you say that laconic? Yeah, like, I think there were parts of Lemire that definitely showed him like that. But I feel like there's also plenty of other instances yeah. in this, um, in Moon Knight's, all of Moon Knight's run that showed why he could be there like this. But, I mean, Bobby's a big Moon Knight fan. He runs Moon Knight Core. I mean, that's always what humour comes down yes. to. Yes. Like, way too subjective to say anything. But, but also, I feel like um, there's another way of looking at it, which is that the, um, the Lemire Smallwood run because that resolved some issues for Moon Knight, for Mark, mm. that maybe this is his new normal. I Yeah, I definitely get that feel with just, like, most things running down this run. Like, it just feels like such 
someone who's like finally got a chance to do everything his way, just and obviously you know, you know learning himself after which is quite a brave thing to come in and do because Moon Knight had does have that very dedicated fandom and has been written quite yeah I think it, Bobby's actually spawn he's been written very laconic over the years or you know like makes the odd very quiet comment um but like maybe sorting out some of your issues um has and and have finding out you've got a beautiful daughter maybe that's the mm. effect that has on you we'll have to we'll have to question Ray about having a beautiful baby and what that does to your life um where's Ray this episode I don't know I guess he's beating up some sadists yeah. again no I meant about <laughs> how it changes your personality not how you know not whether it makes you like a complete nutbag but I don't mean nutbag <laughs> I mean obviously having a new kitten just makes me very amused most of the time you also fight sadists now. Maybe that's what I'm missing. Well, I'm missing something to really drive me to sadism fighting. No, I don't think so. I'm like the least, I'm the most pacifist person I know. And yet, well, I love so Moon Knight. What can I say? Yeah. So I think yeah. that's that's all the feedback we got from the website. Obviously, yeah, feel free bit. to a great tell us how great and organized our podcast was. And I think. I think we really nailed it. I think we really stuck to script. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Ray's going to be proud of what we did with his baby, so to speak. Yep. While well, he deals with his with actual baby. baby. So. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. What have we got to look forward yeah, to? That... Yeah. Well, uh, next phase. I haven't decided yet, um, but I believe we will either be chucking in another fantastic Isla Ra, uh, just kind of checking out the schedule, or we will be tackling the next bit of our classic run. We haven't returned to that in a bit, but it will be the next issue of... Uh... And uh, issue 198 of Moon Knight, which is end of August, is him actually yes. doing the trial for the Society of Sadists. Mm. And this, the traps have been set specifically for him. So that's going to be, I think it's going to be a classic issue. Yeah, and hopefully Ray will be here with us. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's, Houston. that's yeah. This one says it's got art by Jason Burroughs as well. Oh, yeah, I thought, okay, I'm glad he's with us. Yeah. 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 Next, uh, next episode, hopefully maybe tack on the next issue of the Houston run, which was the name I somehow forgot. I'm the worst Moon Knight fan, and I'm here for some reason, because I love you guys. We appreciate it. Alright. Oh. So yeah, I'll um yeah. Uh where they can find us, if you have feedback for this uh organized episode, if you want to jump into that group where we've had all that great discussion, um, all our uh fantastic cosplay's been up there, put up there, all the news, all the good stuff, great place to be if you're a Moon Knight fan. Facebook.com slash group slash ITK Moon Knight. Get in there. Uh, we have a Facebook chat as well, which does all things, sometimes not Moon Knight too, so it's a great little mix. If you want to find us, we're all located on www.intothenightpodcast.wordpress.com. That is uh, where we post all our newsletter, issue updates, episodes, links to all the other podcasts we work with within the collective. Um, it's another bunch of great stuff. Uh, we do the same on our Facebook, all updates put there as well. With facebook.com slash itkmoonnight. Email us with any thoughts, uh, queries, or feedback at 
itkmoonlight at gmail.com, Twitter at itkmoonlight for the same shenanigans, and Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube, Podcast Catches. Just search for Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. All right. Thank you, Rebecca, for being here. Thank you for having me. Is there any last messages you'd like to leave for this audience? Uh, no, but thank you, everyone, for putting up with me. And uh, I'll be back until at least until Ray is back fully, and possibly after that. Who knows? It's a great time to be here, guys. So may Conchu watch over the yams of the night. Goodbye. Bye. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners. I mean, I wonder I wonder how Ray would feel if I just, um, I don't know. Left it in. Left it in and then, like, added the leaks are wonderful to the, to the, all our music oh is God, just rolling rat <laughs> discography. Just, just have it, like, as outtakes at the end. <laughs> Except, no, you can't, because I was rude about the person who said how many panels is like. <laughs> <laughs> Does he listen to this? I don't know. I don't know, but I think we should probably like not have that on the podcast. <sighs> We're going to have lots of Nazis to talk about, but this will be fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. Oh, my God, imagine if Ray's not back by the next episode and it's you and me. Talking about Uncle Earth's going to That'd be amazing. Sparks will fly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but isn't. Uh, Ray'll be back by next issue because that's around Bemis time. Oh, yeah, he's got to be there for his uh, boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> crushed. I wish they crushed. <laughs> now he's got a child. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uncle Beam is also. Oh no! Because that makes him sound like Uncle Ernst. Oh no. He's like, he's ruined the term uncle for us forever. Max Beam is renowned uncle for. That's going into the cast at some point. Don't worry, we'll be be revising the uncle comment. Oh man. I guess we should probably start this up. Alright. For a look, when on a street distant shore.